What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome to DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Uh, I want some so bad. I thought about going today. Could we just make plans to get lunch at Pete's tomorrow? I'm going with Parker tomorrow because he owes me Pete's, actually, if you want to come with us. I have a morning meeting with Parker and then I'm free. Yay. <laughs> Are we there podcasting tomorrow's Ryan back from twerking? Uh, Ryan is supposed to be back tomorrow. Wow, that's incredible. Last I heard. Huge news. Yeah. How are you doing, Dre? Amazing. Good. Feeling great. <laughs> Love to hear it. Yeah. Sounds like not a ton of news in uh, around Buff Nation. Maybe some news uh, around the NCAA. There's some NCAA news. There's just enough news to keep Buff Nation... Uh, on their toes and kind of freaking out, but I love it. Gonna reemphasize, we're okay. We're gonna be always. Okay. We're gonna be okay. Fantastic day to be alive. Of course it is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Oh um, yeah. Jordan Seaton, man. <laughs> We've talked about this guy quite a bit. Yeah. And he is the top uncommitted player in the 2023 recruiting class. I know. Or 2024 recruiting class. I know. He is had interest with CU. Yeah. Has officially visited. I think he's been back twice, actually. Uh-huh. Um, they made his top seven. Made his top seven. Which I could mention is still a pinned Instagram post. Yes, it is. Unlike his top six. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> To get to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump the... Well, let's... I want to walk everyone through this whole thing yes, first. Yes, it's uh, the oral history of the Seton recruitment. Ju just the last few days, yeah, really. Yeah, So Friday, uh -huh. um, he got everyone on their toes excited that he was perhaps going to drop a commitment. Oh, we, we almost went long on the we podcast. Did, we did go long on the podcast It dropped while that. you were on TDSP, the Denver Sports Podcast. Yes. Great appearance by I'm, you, by the way. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But I also think that uh, <laughs> there's an inkling in my mind that he might have been waiting for us or something. Because it was literally right when the show ended, this yep. news comes out. Yeah. And what was the... Uh, Jake, this news must have been huge. It must have been massive. He just went in an OV to Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had a great weekend, apparently. Oh, right. Would you believe it? This visit went well for this highly coveted five-star recruit. I'm shocked. <laughs> I thought it might have not went well, actually. Just a visit on campus where everyone's kissing your ass and potentially committing NCAA violations. I'm shocked that went well, and he had a good time. That's crazy. He did have a great time. Um, Which, again, pretty rare. Not that doesn't just happen on every single visit that every five star ever goes on. I just want to be clear. So and then he had like this rivals interview where he said, look, I want my next school to be realistic with their expectations. Don't he literally said, don't tell me you're four and eight and you want to win a national championship. Whoa. He said that. Then on Friday, when all this is going down... That sounds like shots, Jake. It kind of does sound like yeah. shots. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm, we're just trying to talk through the history Totally, here. totally. We'll right, break right, it right. all down after. Right, right. Okay, I'll hold my commentary for later. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, on Friday, when all this is going down, before he announces the visit, though, there's an Instagram page, one of these CFB transfer portal pages or whatever, puts out 
that Jordan Seaton is going to commit to Colorado. Right. right. That does not happen. Then yesterday, Haas Fawcett, or Hayes Fawcett, <laughs> whatever his name is, Grass Sink, whatever you want to call him, puts out a top six announcing Jordan Seaton's commitment will be on Thursday, but there's no CU. It is a top six now. CU has been omitted by the top six. Yes. Which I remind you is not a pinned Instagram post, unlike his top seven. Well, and then today he speaks to Chad Simmons on three's like lead recruiting expert, whatever, about the visit at Ohio State. Uh huh. And he says the biggest highlight for me was the position availability they will have next year. What school has a bigger position availability on the offensive line <laughs> than the University now. of Colorado? Come on now. What is going on? Okay. So, um, that also, that article comes out after the new top six announcement graphic. That came out today. That but quote. Colorado still talked about as one of the schools that is in the mix and even mentions visited with him this week, Jake? Do I have that correct? So, Steve Wiltfong, 247 Sports like National Recruiting Director, today yeah. puts out an article. And apparently all these schools have traveled to IMG to personally meet with Seton, including Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So where are we right now? Truthfully, I don't know. <laughs> Just going to be straight <laughs> okay. up. I don't awesome. know. Awesome. I like that. But I'm pulling up the IG page now. Here's the thing. Yes. When it comes to Coach Prime and players who have been heavily recruited... There have been uh, a li- they've been a little extra at times. Travis Hunter straight up flipped from Florida State to Jackson State on his signing day. Um, didn't even have Jackson State in his top schools. Just fooled everyone. Cormani McLean, uh huh. Last year, uh, Miami coaches were headed to Lakeland High School to do an on-site visit with him. And he was nowhere to be found huh. because he was on his way to Colorado to meet with Coach Prime and the Buffs coaching staff. And eventually he ends up committing to Colorado. Yeah. Could this be another situation? I don't know. But I'm just saying for these five-star top recruits, it gets a little weird sometimes. It does. And surprise and shock and awe, it's part of the game. It is. And we love it. Of course. We love it. It's great content. The best content, in fact. And I like how you've connected the dots with Travis and Cormani and how that's played out. Yeah. The surprise element uh, is something. If always. that's what you want to call it, I, don't, I think these kids just like being recruited. Yeah. They like feeling the love. Yeah. They like feeling the love. So, I don't know. I mean, people have pointed out Charles Lester. I know that didn't exactly go out how, like, the Buffs way and stuff sure, like that. Sure. But this is what happens with five-star recruits. It's always just a little extra. Yeah, maybe they like the surprise factor, or maybe they just like being heavily recruited. Either way, this is what it takes to get a five-star player. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's like a superstar in the NBA or big quarterback trade or something. It's tough. You got a rough throw. Um, and the announcement will be December 7th. December 7th. Thursday, we shall know. That is Thursday. We will have all of our questions asked, presumably. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Who knows when on the 7th? 
post pod pre pod it's a great question i don't know i don't think they posted a time i can double check right now but the fact of the matter is whether it's six or seven schools jordan seaton set to commit december 7th doesn't have a time just says december 7th what are your vibes jake my vibes like can we read some tea leaves out here i know you just said don't you you know like you honestly don't know what's going on at this point i think that we should just there's no reason to be too emotional about this until thursday as i just laid out like everything that he's done the last day has kind of hinted to me that CU maybe not be completely out of it if they're having them go visit him at img if he's saying about the Ohio State visit, I want to play early, basically. They have a big need. I could be uh -huh. there. Why would you not feel the same at CU? A team that, mind you, has a quarterback. Their starter has not entered the portal. The coach isn't like on the hot seat. You can, we can put hot seat in quotes if you want for Ryan Day, but I don't know. I feel like I'd rather be Coach Prime in Colorado than I would Ohio State and Ryan Day right now. Just saying. They've lost Man. a lot in the portal, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, lots of turnover everywhere right now. How much do you think having uh, offensive staff figured out could help hurt neither? So, again, just looking back at everything that's gone on the last few months, I feel like Jordan Seaton's interest has only grown despite this coaching instability or whatever. Okay. Because he visited, I think, that weekend before all the Sean Lewis stuff went down. Writing was pretty much on the wall at that point that Bill O'Boyle was going to be gone, which um, he's officially gone now. It happened yesterday. We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. But I think he just likes Prime, and I think he likes the setting that he could potentially be walking into to start right away and play for Shador Sanders and Coach Prime. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing your insights. Thank Jake. you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. That's always. I'm always here Thank to listen. You. Anytime you need to talk, I'm here, buddy. So this is my read on the whole situation. Is just let's play it a little cool here. Let's act like we've kind of been there before. Because we kind of have. It's true. We went through it it's last true. year with Cormani. It's true. Those of us, or those of you guys who have followed Coach Prime over here, like they went through it with Travis at Jackson State. Uh huh. So let's just relax a little. I can't wait for Thursday. It's going to be an exciting day. I really can't wait. I'm, uh, I guess I'm ready to have my heart broken. I mean, it's sports. What's a, what sports a little heartbreak every now and then? Uh, it's, the, it's the best. That's why we keep coming back. Be emotionally invested. Exactly. It's the best. 100%. All right, moving okay. forward. Yes. Uh, first shout out to our friends at Circa. Hell yeah. The beautiful, wonderful Circa Resort out there in Las Vegas. It's got stadium swim, 4,000 person capacity, uh, basically just this massive pool with these massive television screens where you can just go hang out, watch sports, and lounge all day. Sounds like it's amazing. actual heaven. Uh, well, if that's not heaven, the sports book there is because it's one of the biggest and coolest sports books I've ever seen. That is. They've got over 500 rooms, uh, all state-of-the-art. If you're heading out to Vegas for Broncos, Raiders, Avs, Knights, Pac-12, or Mountain West alone, book your stay with code DMVR20. 
and you can get 20% off. Also, check out the Circus Sportsbook that's available in Colorado. You can download the app today uh, at circusports.com. Bless you. Bless you. Circus Sports bets can only be made, made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus oh, yeah. Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text one eight hundred Gambler. Visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Doing a giveaway right now with Circa. There you, you can go. sign up and win yourself a trip out to Vegas, and you know, party with Ryan at the tailgate, and do all <laughs> sorts of stuff for the Broncos Raiders game. So, really cool deal. Uh, Ryan has not entered the portal, by the way. No, he would never. He's a buff for life. He's. He will be here, literally be the last yeah, one no. here. A hundred percent. Like, <laughs> you think you guys, some of you guys might be here just for Coach Prime. He's here just for the buffs. Yes. Like, he's, uh, he's stuck. He's stuck, no doubt. And then also shout out to our friends at Breckenridge Distillery. Let's go. Founded in 2008, most widely known for their uh, blended bourbon whiskey. It's a high rye mash American style whiskey. Mm. Breckenridge Bourbon is one of the most highly awarded craft bourbons in the U.S. Oh, Come yeah. hang out with us at the DMVR bar. We've got tons of Breckenridge Distillery. Um, we also got those Reiki seltzers. Those are pretty awesome. Everyone's made with Breckenridge spirits. Those. They're great, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, come through to one of our tailgates too. Um, I think we only have two Broncos tailgates left. Only two home games Crazy. left. Crazy. This football season flew by. It comes and it goes so fast. So unfair. So fast. Oh, so unfair. It's crazy. Anyways, uh, Breckenridge, Breckenridge Distillery products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. Opera anywhere? <laughs> Opera anywhere. Oh, you almost, <laughs> almost had it. Almost had it. Shit. We'll try again tomorrow. All right. Wow. Coaching staff stuff. Yeah. Uh, we know Sean Lewis is going to be the next head coach at San Diego State. Absolutely. He's gone through all the introductions, yeah. all the interviews. Yep. Um, and then yesterday, I guess he had his some other press conference or something. Anyways, he said Bill O'Boyle's coming over. Okay. How do we feel about that? Former uh, O-line coach, yeah. That for, was the official title. Colorado's offensive line coach last year. Okay. He's out. Okay. Officially. I think All there's right. a, a lot of people who wanted to hear this news. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we've been telling people this for weeks now that this is going to happen, basically. Yeah. Yep. The writing was on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, It's uh, it makes sense. Again, doesn't seem like... Um, there's too many Jordan Seaton connections, uh, or the uh, who's the 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 big gentleman who visited last weekend and is committed to Oregon, Jaquan McRoy. Yep, that that he's going to be impacted by this move much. Um, you know, obviously, O'Boyle didn't follow Coach Prime from Jackson, right? No. Yeah, he so was at Kent State with Sean Lewis. Not like. Tyler Brown's impacted by exactly. this. I mean, and already, you know, Ben Wells, Tank have transferred out. Like, there's going to be a lot of yep. turnover. Shouldn't really impact things much. And, uh, yeah, face value, given the problems there were with the O-line. You know. Right. With I mean, all due respect to change. Uh, for doesn't sure. sound like the worst thing. No, I mean, we saw this coming when it was rumored that Talon Chandler would be flipping from Colorado to Missouri. That ended up happening. Happening. 
I mean, we literally, I interviewed him sitting in this chair and asked him why he came to see you. And he said, because of Sean Lewis and Bill O'Boyle, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Darian Hagan also followed. And this one had people freaking out today. Yeah. So Darian Hagan. Because Hagan, we thought, like we just said about Ryan, that he was here for the buffs. Yes. And he he's, is. He's a buff for life. He's a buff for life, buff legend. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean one of the all-time greats and then has been at the program for a long time i think dating back to at least the mcintyre era yeah if not prior to that so i mean we're talking 2015 2016 prior to that uh i'll pull it up exactly but as you mentioned was a colorado a quarterback for basically their heyday yep joined the staff in 2005 as an offensive assistant uh, became running backs coach from 06 to 2010, director of player personnel 2011-2012, director of player development 2013 and 2015, yeah. and was running backs coach going back to 2016 until last season. Yeah, so he's been involved in the program for almost 20 years uh, since his playing days. He was retained when Coach Prime came in last this time last year. Right, right. Um, his new title was executive director of community engagement and outreach slash football ambassador. Mm. Uh, he's been helping with like the big 12 transition team and all that, obviously, because he's a legacy buff. Yeah, but he's gone. And some people really freaked out about this because they felt this was like when you see players like or uh, people like this go who have been tied to the community and just the school for a long time. It's reason right. to sound the alarms. Right, right. But he wasn't on the coaching staff last year. He wasn't recruiting yes. last year. Yeah, right. That does make a huge difference. That's a really important note. It was more of a transition year for him. Mm -hmm. He was more of an ambassador. Yes. And I'm not sure that is what he really wanted to do ultimately. Right. Uh, Chris asked if he was Hankerson's recruiter. He was. Uh, he was a big fan of Anthony Hankerson. Yeah. Uh, he told, I remember I interviewed him before the season and he told me, I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Hankerson starts. And at this point, we were like, wait, we've got, you know, Alton McCaskill, yeah. Cavassier Smoke. Anthony Hankerson ended up starting quite a bit this year. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, he's gone now. But good for him. I'm it's sure great. he wants to it's coach. It's really great. I think it says a lot that after just one year with Sean Lewis, that connection was strong enough for him to, you know, go and be his running back coach. And I think uh, San Diego State's going to be a really intriguing opportunity for him. And he gets to live in San Diego, California. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, going from Boulder to San Diego, that's about the only way I think you can upgrade. Right. Right. It's true. It's true. Uh, so, no, I mean, good for him. And it's another opening in this offensive coaching staff that's going to look quite different. You're going to have quite a few new names between O-line, running back, obviously the OC, uh, well, there's going to be lots of turnover. There is. And we will get answers. <laughs> That's I right. I promise yes. you we will get yeah. answers. Um, what else do we got? We had two players enter the portal. Dante yes. Capolongo and Cole Boschio. Both guys were walk-ons. I had a lot of people, you know, who would I put it out yesterday? Walk-on players. Uh, Dante Capolongo is a local kid. I think he played for Dakota Ridge out here. Um, and then Kolbaskia 
was like making some plays in the well-offs during the offseason and stuff. Hell yeah. I think Jimmy Horn actually said that he was a player that stood out to him during like the early days of camp and stuff. But anyways, they hit the portal. Two Paisans. Huh? Two Paisans, two Italian <laughs> names. You know, it's sad <laughs> to see them go. We'll have to replenish the uh, the Italian well, I think, after Capalungo and Basha left the left. But it doesn't change the Scali numbers. No, they're walk-ons. Just the number of Italians on the <laughs> roster. So we do need to get those numbers up. That of is course. reason for concern, actually. Maybe you can help out in that department. I will try my best. I used to work in Boulder because I was one of the few Italians in Boulder that they could find to translate. So <laughs> We I, need you back. Yeah, that community. I need to strengthen it up. Um, and then we've got three players who have been offered... I think all today, actually. Oh, wow. You only gave me one on the list, so I'm intrigued well, to hear. The, the other, other two, two happened when I was sitting down there trying to eat lunch before this show. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is former Pitt defensive lineman Sam Samuel Okunlola. Hell yeah. Okunlola? Dude, nailed it. <laughs> I love you. it. From Man. Brockton, Massachusetts. I would have said it the exact same if Ryan was on the show and I would have got laughed at for just <laughs> what? questioning my ability. Uh, anyways, six foot four, 245 pounds, though, as a defensive lineman. I think you've buried the lead. Freshman who in his first year in the yes. ACC already had six tackles for a loss, five sacks, 20 tackles total. Um, and then has that size as well. Mm -hmm. This is where I've really liked Coach Prime and his staff is the ability to find these kind of guys who are popping, maybe exceeding expectation as underclassmen at, you know, high, you know, at the power five level to then go out and target. I like that. I like that. So, yeah. Another... Feels like more of an edge than a D-line. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get at when I mentioned the size thing. I think this is someone that ideally you play from the five tech out. Yep. You're yep. not really hoping that six four two forty five no, can hold down in the definitely. one or three techs. So. Right. Though there are plenty of defenses in the Big Twelve who run that three three five up front and have guys like We didn't see too much of that from Charles size, Kelly you know. this year though. No, Charles Kelly knows best. Let's hope. He does. Okay. Who are um, the other two? Next guy. Um, is former TCU wide receiver Cordell Russell. Ooh. His Instagram name is BabyTO. All in already. Six foot four, 210 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. Big so, boy. We were talking about the big outside wide receivers to replace Xavier Weaver on the show yesterday. Yes. Big boy and big time recruit from last year. From the 2023 class, this guy was a 247 sports composite four-star, the 100th overall player, 18th overall wide receiver. Wow. He entered the portal, I believe, like four days ago. After just one year, huh? After just one year. Okay. He entered the portal about four days ago, and I don't think I've seen any other offers he's posted but this Colorado offer. Is he doing the Riley Leonard, a no contact? I don't know. A no contact transfer? Like, please leave me alone. I'm going to Colorado. Man, I try to track as awesome. much of this as I can, but the no contact clauses, mm. you kind of just lose me there. Sure, You're in the portal sure, at that point. Sure. <laughs> um, 
Well, Jake, these would be really nice pickups because you're kind of committing to each other for the long term. Exactly. Sophomore season, you transfer, you're going to lose a year. Like, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. That'd be fun. What did you do last year at TCU? Not much. Not much. Not, much. Not, much. Not okay. anything, really. Okay. Okay. Um, better for us. Yeah, I mean, TCU, they hit the portal as well. I think they grabbed a few wide receivers. Uh, they obviously didn't have a great year either. So Shots fired. I mean, Buffs beat them. <laughs> Buffs did beat them. Buffs did beat them. I, I watched that game. Still yeah. the highlight of the season. No doubt. No doubt. But, man, what a highlight it was, let me tell you. <laughs> the best. The best. Okay, and you got one more We got one us. more. Colorado offers former Michigan State offensive guard... Kevin Wigginton the second. What? Okay, tell me everything. This man is six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds. How does that okay. sound? Uh he sounds big. Uh he played in four games as a redshirt freshman in twenty twenty two. Um mostly special teams. Made academic all Big Ten honoree in twenty twenty two. I don't really have twenty twenty three stats, obviously. Um, but he's hit the portal. In twenty he was a twenty twenty one recruit. Uh two four seven sports composite three star, one thousand four hundred and fourth overall, eighty six overall interior offensive lineman from Princeton, New Jersey. So did he be a graduate? Uh no. He was a so he redshirted, or he was a f- true freshman, I think, in 2021. Took a red, sh- or he took a redshirt in 2021, so he was a redshirt freshman last year. So he'd be a redshirt sophomore this year. Okay, okay. So well, I guess that, going into being as a redshirt junior, that eases things things a little bit. Um, not like I've super highly touted recruit. Not super. Um, no, not super highly recruited, but. Uh, a big, big player. Yeah. Yeah, big body. Let's see. Rivals sure. had him pretty highly ranked, actually. Um, I don't know. These rankings, I think, have changed a little. I think I'm seeing portal rankings. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Don't confuse your portal rankings with your regular rankings. Okay, no. So, portal rankings is the 84th offensive lineman in the class. So, not highly touted, no. But we need... <laughs> Offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, I would just warn against maybe settling with offensive linemen because, you know. I mean, look. Maybe that happened a bit last year. It happened a bit Bless last year. To Bless you again. But it also happened at a lower level. Like, we were recruiting primarily FCS, JUCO, offensive linemen. And they, yeah, that's fair. That's they do fair. have a... A JUCO offensive lineman coming in still, but these are Power 5 kids now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And more eligibility left, which you like. Yes. And you're doing this without an offensive line coach. I know. I mean, two of the three commits you just mentioned are offensive commits. Yeah. And yet there isn't necessarily an offensive staff in place. Well, even going back to Okanlola, the pit defensive lineman that we were talking about. That's right. We keep talking about Warren Sapp coming. I mean, there's some uncertainty there as well. Still sending out offers. He and is stuff. a defensive end. Yes. And Nick Williams, the defensive end coach. He's not even, yeah. He's at Syracuse. Yeah. 
Okay. Wow. So the machine keeps rolling. It does. It's true. It's true, Jake. It's true. Look, man, it's all about Coach Prime and this recruiting staff. These Corey Phillips, Coach Box, the guys who actually run the scouting department and are doing the dirty work going through all these portal players, all these recruits, and finding who is actually worthy of being offered. Yeah. That's still in place. It'd and that's an arguably the most important job. part of it all. No kidding. And I mean, they've always impressed me for their eye in recruiting and like talent acquisition for sure. I mean, they did some great things last year, man. Yeah. I'm still expecting to get some great players this year. As you should, no doubt. No doubt. That's it for recruiting today. Okay. Great. That's Tune all we in got. tomorrow for more recruiting. Tune stuff. back tomorrow. Yep. It'll be fun. Um, yeah, we'll get we'll have some guests on the show tomorrow, but we will also talk some recruiting as well. Guests on the show. Guests on the show. Oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> Shout okay. out to our friends at Hestra Job Gloves. I'm tuning in for this one. <laughs> They've been doing it for 85 years, over 85 years actually. Don't trash your good ski gloves shoveling, doing outdoor cold labor, changing a flat tire. You need high quality work gloves. That's where Hestra Job Gloves comes in. Oh yeah. Uh, they're durable. They're comfortable. They're very yes, warm. Sir. Made from high-end materials. They last forever. And right now you can go to www.hestrajob.us and use the code DNVRJOB to get 30% off your next purchase. And anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves at a bulk rate can email Josh Jacobson at josh at hestrausa.com. We haven't really needed the gloves yet, but man, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yep. I actually think midweek it's supposed to snow or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. We had a good run while it lasted. We did. We did. And then shout out to MSU Denver. Turn your goals into greatness at MSU Denver. <laughs> Do it. Uh, we have quite a few people here at DMVR who have gone back to MSU Denver and gotten their degrees. Got a couple. And courses are available for online, in person, or both. Excellence awaits you at MSU Denver. They got 90 plus majors. You can even create your own uh, degrees ranging from business to hospitality, aviation to the arts, education to healthcare. You can start or restart your college education at MSU Denver. Spring 2024 applications are open. Again, create your own career and turn your degree, turn your dreams into reality at MSU Denver. 90 plus majors and 10 graduate programs with courses online, in person, or both. Learn more at msudenver.edu. Let's go let's go okay the big national story of the day though yeah um i'm reading this from yahoo sports ross dellinger wrote this up uh-huh headline ncaa proposing new college athletic subdivision rooted in direct athlete compensation are you ready for this <sighs> yes <laughs> Strap in tight, guys. Strap this in tight. is the beginning of what could be a seismic wave going through college. I know. Not just college football, college athletics as a whole. Oh, man. It's just we see this coming from far away and we hypothesize about it. And it's just tough when it's there at your doorstep to see, like, man, the future's here, you yeah. know? Reality's knocking. Oh, boy. Okay. What's this look like, Jake? All right. So, What's straight from proposal? the article. NCAA President Charlie Baker is planning to introduce this week a proposal to create a new subdivision within Division One that grants schools, that grants certain schools more autonomy around policy making 
and permits them to compensate athletes in a new and profound way. Yes. So According the big way of compensating athletes is the school can pay them directly. Basically, yes. Essentially, as almost like employees. Via a trust fund. Via a trust fund. And then there's talk of providing that trust fund with $30,000 per player per season being in there. Per sport. At minimum, too. Oh, per sport. Holy cow. Because these... Now, that's an important detail, yes. isn't it? So, it's hidden in here. Let me find it. Wow. Um, here so, it is. of course, anyone who's good at math, that's 120000 per athlete on the four-year scholarly. Exactly. Right so, entry into the subdivision requires a school to invest a, at minimum 30000 per year per athlete into what is termed an enhanced educational trust fund for at least half of a school's countable athletes. Schools will determine when athletes receive the amount, which for four-year athletes will total at least $120,000. Again, quick maths. Good job. Schools must continue to abide by the framework of Title IX, assuring that 50% of the investment must be directed towards women athletes as well. So this would be... Very important. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically... Wowzers. This new subdivision will remain under the umbrella of the NCAA, and its members will continue to compete for NCAA championships with others in Division One. Under the proposal, the NCAA maintains oversight of the existing national championship model across all Division One sports except FBS football, which continues oper to operate under the rubric of the college football playoff. Very you, is everyone still very hanging good. with me here? Yep. I know this yep. is a lot. Yep. It's yep. very confusing, yep. but yep. Um, the model gives the educational institutions with the most visibility, the most financial resources, and the biggest brands an opportunity to choose to operate with a different set of rules that more accurately reflect their scale and their operating model. Um, this is what Baker writes, the president of the NCAA, in this letter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Lots to unpack there. Lots to unpack. But essentially, it's the move towards semi-professionalism. Uh, Fox, ESPN conference, yes. semi-professionalism. What would then be left of the FBS, they would still be able to offer NIL dollars to those athletes. Mm -hmm. Presumably more towards kind of more conventional NIL, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm the star of the team in new mexico uh you know i'm i'm allowed to get money from the local pizza parlor who wants to like yeah. me to be their main endorser for that advertising season or whatever um i'm not precluded from advertising opportunities that may come my way but the school is also not having to break their back to fund money and all this Yes. Um, what it does to the G5, the group of five, how those schools want to get involved, how that's going to impact realignment um, is going to be really interesting. It mentions the power four already as kind of you would presume that's where you would start with. Um, and that just makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, this 12 team playoff has already got me thinking. Like, boy, that G5 auto bid is going to be really hard to stay alive mm -hmm. in a 12-team playoff. Because already, like, this year, it's like, 
yeah, you're excluding Ole Miss, Penn State, or LSU, one of those schools, for what? Liberty? Like that would be the highest ranking. That's drive. not gonna. Yeah. That's not gonna survive. Two years of that happening, and the Penn States, the LSU's, and the Ole Miss will make sure that doesn't happen again. You know. Um, so that's what's mentioned in this article too, though. It says all schools are eligible to join the subdivision. The proposal would likely force a split, a formal split within the FBS of the Power Five or soon to be Power Four. Yeah. Um, would all the Power Four be in on it? Would the TV revenue be enough to just support that? Um, you really need to start looking at mm. the financial implications. Coach Prime's certainly going to be coaching at a program that does that. Mm -hmm. um, and also, do we want the NCAA doing this? I mean, this whole deal, while it's intriguing and it's a lot of what we saw for coming anyways, this deal in a lot of ways strikes me as kind of a Hail Mary by the NCAA to be like, hey, we can, ho we can house this system mm -hmm. under our model yeah. and still make it work. Because, of course, they want, they, they'd love to still get that cut from their biggest uh, revenue generator. And I don't know. Do we even need the NCAA at all for college football at this point? I don't think They're so. They're useless. They only ruin things. Well, and they only complicate things. For sure. They're also in this massive lawsuit right now, I think, with the House. Uh, it's over $3 billion in retroactive NIL and broadcasting revenue payments. Basically, just kids saying, you're getting all these media deals and we didn't get any of it. It's what we've been headed towards. And this lawsuit's already kind of, as it says in the article, it's chipped away at the NCAA's bedrock of amateurism. Like, we are, these aren't amateurs anymore at this point. Oh, no, they aren't. They, I mean, yeah, so... That would be my biggest thing is like, I'm not sure you want to buy into a model that's still overseen by the NCAA. If you're willing to embrace this kind of fundamental change, mm -hmm. then why not kind of break it out on their own? And I mean, this pick and the pick and choosy part of it, like, hey, you want to make this financial commitment? Just break off and join this new subdivision. What's that going to look like for G5 teams, for Power 5 teams who aren't ready to make this jump? Um, you know, you're suggesting this split without thinking of what the greater implications will be. Right. And like at a certain point, we need to try and stay tethered within those rivalries, within those matchups and traditions that got us into this from the start. It's uh it's all up in the air. It's all a mess right now. It is. It is. Um intrigued by it though. Certainly intrigued by it. And it never I, stops delivering, I'll say that. Buffs have to get in on this if if it's happening. Well, I mean, just look at the way that Coach Prime's been able to help increase revenue just across the board for this university. They would definitely be a player in this new format if right. this is what comes down. Right. And that's the big difference is now you're not relying on collective NIL collective dollars. Yep. You're able to simply pay the athletes off the money you are generating. Yes. Uh, off all the merch you're selling, all the tickets you're selling, you know, your increased sponsorship TV deals and on and on and on. 
Um, and that would open things up significantly for the buffs. So just a few more paragraphs and also, before we move on. Could this mean stuff like Board of Regents and Colorado legislators, you know, not impacting the pay of assistant coaches and stuff right. like that, which was an issue for a gajillion years at Colorado before Prime arrived and stuff like that. It could open a lot of avenues and truly make this, you know, where the compensation is what you'd expect from the second most popular football league in the world. Mm -hmm. So at the end of this article uh, from Ross Dellinger, Yahoo Sports says, even within Baker's new model, congressional action is likely necessary. Sports law experts told Yahoo Sports. A congressional bill that addresses employment is paramount to college leaders. Several different avenues put college athletes on a path to be ruled as employees. A case in Pennsylvania, <coughs> currently in an appeals process, could grant college athletes the ability to earn minimum wage. There are also two employment complaints that have been made to the National Labor Relations Board. In that letter that uh, Charlie Baker wrote, the contextual environment is equally challenging as the courts and other public entities continue to debate reform measures that in many cases would seriously damage parts or all of college athletics. Basically, they're just scrambling. I mean, they, I think they're feeling the heat. They've obviously got multiple lawsuits at the national and state level that they've had to deal with. Um, yeah, and I mean, the NIL has completely neutered the NCAA and the actual impact that it has. You know, yep. I mean, it's just, it's basically a fugazi... Uh, institution that oversees nothing yep like now that we've cut through that illusion that they actually policed anything i mean it's kind of opened the floodgates so it's time though oh it is time it's been it time. Is time yeah no shit it really is um okay so just in we've got some awards travis hunter has won all Pac-12 first team defensive back and second team all-purpose player. I would. Who in the hell could possibly win all-purpose player over is Travis? Hunter? There a list? I I just checked my email. I don't have an email, but the Buffs uh, football Twitter account has graphics made, but I don't have an email with all this, so I don't know. Okay, I'll try to look it up for you. Thank you. Also, um, all Pac-12 honorable mentions. Dylan Edwards gets the honorable mention for freshman of the year. Shador Sanders gets the honorable mention for quarterback. Um, and then also all Pac-12 honorable mentions for Mark Fassett as the punter and Shiloh Sanders at safety. Oh, that's good. Nice, Shiloh. So there you go. Have you found this, the all Pac-12 team? Yeah. Yeah, I have. So let me just scroll through these ginormous awards. Give me just a sec, Jake, okay? All purpose. Where are you, all purpose? Okay. A drum roll, please. <laughs> Sion Vaki from, from Utah. Utah. <laughs> Tell us, Jake, what's going through your mind? Did, what are you thinking? Did we just not watch Travis Hunter play football this year or what? <laughs> so, what does Vaki do on both sides? A little safety running back? I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's pretty lame. Where'd you find this? Uh, a little website called pack12.com. <laughs> 
We should actually reach out and try to buy their IP. I wonder if they're selling. It might be available. Right? Bro. There might be a lot of Pac-12 assets available I know. very soon. I honestly, we should contact Oregon State directly. Uh, Connor Johnson, if you have any contacts, holler. Holler at your boys. We might be interested. Uh, offensive player of the year is Bo Nix. Defensive player of the year, Leatu Latu. Hell yeah. Freshman offensive player of the year, Noah Fafita. Freshman defensive player, Cade Uluave from Cal. Coach of the year, Kalen DeBoer. Sounds right. Not bad. Okay. Um, I mean, first team quarterback being Bo Nix is... It's an argument that we don't have to get into right now. Yeah, but. no, Penix might have deserved it over him. Um, I'd agree with that stance. The other Arizona wide receiver, Cowing, not making second team is mm-hmm. pretty outrageous, if you ask me. Former buff Brendan Rice makes second team offense at wide receiver. Yep, yep. Um, Looks about it, though. Okay. All right, chat. Good stuff. If you guys are enjoying the show, hit the like button. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We greatly appreciate your five-star review. Yep. Thank you for all the compliments once again today. Oh, lots of compliments? On the haircut. Oh. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, well-deserved. Shout out to Red Hawk Roofing. Denver's best roofers have joined the DMVR team. Uh, they do their work with quality materials. They've got decades of experience, and they've also got a quick response time. And they are huge DMVR fans themselves. Yes. Uh, hit them up for a free no-obligation roof and property inspection. It also comes with a free in-depth photo report for all inspections. Winter is coming, so don't wait on to take on to take care of any issues before the big storms hit. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com. And tell them DMVR sent you. And then shout out to our friends at Game Time, our great Ooh. friends at Game Time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. What you see is what you get. No surprise fees. It's all right there when you select your ticket. Uh, wherever you are, whatever city you're in, sporting events, concerts, whatever's going on in your city, check out Game Time. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Great deals on BUFFS basketball right now. What do you see? $9 for this game against NCU on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, as low as 14 against UTT. And then once we get into Pac-12 play after Christmas, you're finding, you know, in the 30 to 40 range. Um, yeah, you want to see Bronny come to town? Mm-hmm. As low as 85 bucks, but they're go. only going to get lower on game time if you know the deal. So, yeah, that's uh, that's great. We did have another offer come through as well. Whoa. Uh, Marlon Jones Jr. has been offered. He's appear- appeared in 32 games for the Eastern Washington Eagles, made 18 starts. Uh, this is entering this year, by the way. So made 18 starts, tall- tallied 124 tackles, six interceptions, and a forced fumble. Um, Linebacker? Safety, I believe. Okay. Cornerback is what he's listed at. Oh, all right. 6'1", 188, redshirt senior. 
Wow. I'm assuming he's a graduate. He was uh-huh. a preseason All Big Sky selection going into the season. Oh, uh, was a third team All Big Sky selection in 2022. Um, man. So there you go. That seems like a nice little pickup. I mean, offer, offer, offer. Yes, offer, yes. It's not. That's it for now, I believe. Good point by Grizz here about how could you not make Xavier Weaver at least an honorable mention? I that's a great question as well. Was one of the top receivers in the country for a while in receiving yep. yards. Uh, we do have another offer, actually. Oh my gosh! I know. What? Lay it on us. I'm trying to figure it out on the fly here. Okay. Uh, this is former Michigan State. Offensive lineman Ethan Boyd, 6'7", 320. Wow. Out of East Lansing, Michigan, so hometown kid. Uh-huh. Um, just 2022 stats. He was a redshirt freshman, played in 10 games, primarily on special team. Another academic All-Big Ten selection. Wow. As a recruit. So it was a 2021 recruit, 247 sport composite, three-star, 669th overall player, 54th overall offensive tackle. Okay. So another Michigan State offensive lineman has been offered by the Buffs. Yeah. Yeah, as the exodus from all of Mel Tucker's guys kind of commences. Interesting. Okay. Um, Got another one? I'm trying to make sure I don't. I think we're good. Oh, no, (laughs) there is another one. Uh, give me a minute here. The name is Deshaun Hanneke. Uh This is a tight end from Iowa State. Cyclones. Yeah. Um, Matt Campbell guy. At 6'6", 238. Okay. Um, Sounds like a receiving tight end. Yeah, with that size. In 2022, played in all 12 games, uh, seeing action at tight end and special teams. Led all Cyclone tight ends with 17 receptions for 244 yards. Also had four touchdown catches. I'll try and pull up his stats for this year. Um, it's an intriguing pass catcher to add to the mix. So, look, we're even recruiting tight ends without a tight ends coach. Yeah. Incredible. Listed now at 6'6", 245. Uh, looks like he did not play this last year. Interestingly enough. Very interesting. Uh, let's see. So, this is an article from early November. It says he's unlikely to return. Um, oh, Lord. Involved in some gambling problem. Oh, no. <laughs> or a gambling probe. Oh, gosh. Yep. Okay. Well, it sounds like the Buffs are willing to take a gamble on him. Allegedly oh. placed a bet on Iowa State basketball. <laughs> Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, Alyssa. <laughs> Allegedly placed a bet on Iowa State basketball. Uh, pleaded not guilty. Um, this article came out on November 8th. And said, effective immediately. Oh my gosh. 
says effective immediate reinstatement guidelines for student athletes who wager on teams at their school, excluding their own team, will start uh, requiring one season of will start at requiring one season of ineligibility and a loss of one year of eligibility. So that might be why he did not play this last year. Whew. Wow. Yeah. We are learning so much. We're Googling so much stuff on this show. <laughs> Second half research heavy. Lots of Googling. Okay. I just want to make sure that we're good again. That we're good again. No more commits. Okay. <laughs> offers. These are just offers. Right, right. No more offers occur. <laughs> I mean, your, if it, if it your was offer commits. app says we're good. Yeah. <laughs> the offer okay, app. The good. old Twitter machine. Good. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. You ready uh, to see how the people are doing? Yeah. How are you guys okay. doing? All right. uh, I told you. No. Do it. Jake and Dre, did you guys see Jason Whitlock's interview with two former buffs? So he spoke to Owen Carey. Uh-huh. Um, and Owen Carey has talked a lot last year about the truth of the recruiting <laughs> process and all this. And he was promoting his website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, well, he's obviously upset about what happened at Colorado this year because he was one of the guys that was forced out. Yeah. Look, man, I think that we all know uh, the certain agenda that Jason Whitlock has. <laughs> yeah. And it's obvious that Owen Carey isn't too fond of Coach Prime and what's going on at CU. Yeah. Um, because of that agenda. Yeah. And look, he didn't play. I don't think he's got too much to say, really, about what happened this year with this team. I don't think he was very involved with this team. So I don't... To me, I saw it. I watched the video, and I just went on with my day. There's not much to be made about that, I think. Yeah. Um Probably the thing that's most asinine is this angle that tries to make Coach Prime seem different or some, in some ways like a hypocrite because he's a black coach and doing this to black athletes when um, Jason Whitlock is. Yes. But, you know, making Coach Prime seem like a hypocrite when this is, you know, exactly what happens in NCAA scholarship athletics at all levels in all sports. And it is harsh. It is horrible. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's the system, though. Like, th these coaches are also uh, getting fired and turned over, you know, as soon as something goes wrong. And, like, that's the system that's in place. It needs to be harsh. It needs to be quick and kind of brutal in some ways. And I wouldn't read into this any more it's than... It's non-news, though. No, any more than we talked about that article on Friday. About the guy literally from Nebraska who went in and uh, interviewed a Nebraska community college offensive <laughs> lineman who was upset about what happened at CU. Yeah. If they were good enough to contribute to this team this year, they would have been given the chance and would have been able to. These players were not good enough to play at Colorado, to play in the Power Five. I mean, if you're upset, you're upset, but that's the reality of this whole thing. Yeah. And I mean, again, Owen Carey started a website. So, like, he's definitely trying to amplify a certain message. Sure. And I mean, I just think you need to, like, remember where everyone's coming from. And in this particular interview, I, I question the motives on both interviewer and interviewee. Let's yes. put it that way. Yes. FPSD with the super chat. The new Amazon show about this past season comes out on the seventh with the thinking emoji. Yeah, talking thinking about Jordan, emoji. Talking about Jordan Seaton. Um, 
I don't know, man. Maybe. The I, personally, I don't think Jordan Seaton is too involved in the Coach Prime documentary to make him want to commit around that time, but who knows? Maybe he it is. You are on the dock in some capacity. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Just a yes or a no. Um so you understand that like what's gonna be featured on the Prime Dock, most of it is stuff that's been filmed months and months and months yes. and months ago. Now, it would be baller and an all-timer if the doc started with, like, a Jordan Seaton announcement. That would that would be just incredible. It would be crazy. You never know. I would gladly take another well-off video where Coach Prime is dancing and giving the you thought you could have what we have speech. <laughs> that is my favorite. That, to me, is the peak of, that like, Prime. That coming dunk. back. That's the greatest video of all time i think about it often um <laughs> you know even in our own lives like you thought you could have what we got uh so i you know i'll take anything but we all love a good thinking emoji. yes uh to go back to the owen carey thing and like the former buffs thing someone asked oh about uh michael harrison and why that's different michael harrison was like willing to change positions like obviously did stuff to earn playing time in the spring game. Like a lot of these guys who have been interviewed by Jason Woodlock or whoever weren't even getting playing time in the spring though. Right. Like Michael Harrison showed something throughout. Yeah. yeah. And he proved, and he proved it on the field this year. He was a contributor to this football team. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, they had two starters on the O line. They had Michael Harrison. Charlie mm -hmm. was in the mix. I mean, obviously T woods, like there were plenty of guys that, Got a shot Marvin and stuck Ham. around. I mean, you were talking yeah. about Hankerson and the, you know, not just players, coaches who are retained, what have you. Like, it was. Look, man, the fact of the matter it. is the talent of this roster going back a few years, but the 2022 roster was not Power 5 FBS level. And yeah, in order to get it's to a being point. a Power 5 FBS level roster, you got to get rid of the old kids. It's a fair point. There's a reason there's only three scholarship players from that team left on this team. Yeah. And you need to free up scholarship spots. Yes. Too. That's the thing you can't forget. Yeah. Uh, Kamada, when can we expect Buffs Colorado women or men basketball team on DMVR podcast? Hopefully before March Madness. Um, that's going to be a little tough because they are in season right now. Um, but we can... I mean, there's going to be media availability. I'll be able to go down and practice at some point and probably grab an interview or two. Yeah. We can make that happen it's for sure. It's a long winter. Yes. There'll be plenty of time. Uh, Big TZ, what's up, man? Concerned Shermer never called signals uh, two-man team. By two-man team, are you referring to Travis and Shador? Um, Shermer never called signals, as in... He's never, Pat Shermer's never called plays? I think, well, if this is what he's saying, what happened this last year when Sean Lewis was demoted, Sean Lewis was kept as like the guy signaling in the plays. Yeah. But Shermer was the one calling the plays yeah. in the booth. Yeah. Um. Anyways, no, I'm not concerned about that. Pat Shermer's coached a lot of football. He He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, they'll figure that out. You can find assistant coaches who can do that. Yes. <laughs> this, yeah, this is a very small, small thing. Yeah. 
That'd be an easy fix. No Appreciate doubt. the super chat, though, Big TZ. Yeah, I love you, Big TZ. Our guy. Thank you. Uh, Kamada says, any recruitment from the state of Colorado? We need homegrown talent to instill pride. Um, I mean, they're going to find players wherever they have to. I think that's what's good about this coaching staff is they don't just focus on getting the hometown kids. They want talent from everywhere. Yeah. They just want talent. Exactly. Yeah. They want talent for sure. I mean, there is some Colorado talent, of course, but those guys always go on to be, you know, the Blake Purchase. They go get recruited by Oregon and all the top schools, Gage Ginther to Tennessee. Like, they're legitimate prospects that get recruited by everyone. Yeah, so they're national recruits. Yeah, so it's not just a shoe-in that because they're in the same state as CU that CU just has an inside track. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you'd like to develop that pipeline. That'd obviously be the best course yeah, of action. Yeah, that is a pipeline that needs to be developed right now, right? Like uh, Coach yeah. Prime came in with some other connections to other pipelines. Exactly. And that's something he's building up. All in due time. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, you guys think Coach Prime is going to make some announcements or coaches and recruits at the event tomorrow on campus? Um, I mean, he could. I don't think that's... He hasn't shown a track record of doing stuff like that, though. A lot of stuff just gets announced through the media. Players just announce their commitments. A respectful no to you on that question, Curtis. But I think it's a good one. Um, I mean, it could happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't foresee it happening. I, three to ten days, though, Jake. I keep thinking about three to ten days. I know. You know. But the thing is, what I think at least is that Coach Prime... This is an event for the documentary and for the sports person of the world thing. This isn't like a football press conference where he's going to, all right, here are the moves you've all been waiting for. This is the commit. You've yes. been, you know what yes. I mean? Like, yeah. it just doesn't seem like the setting for me to make those type of announcements. 100%. I think that's the proper read. Uh, Biz says nine guys in the portal right now. I think it's around there. We counted them out yesterday. We did. Um, Van Tank. Hank. I got it right here. Michael, but you got to remember in that number. The walk-ons. The walk-ons who, you know, maybe you want to include in that, but they don't really matter towards the scholarship numbers they open up because they don't open up any scholarships. Exactly. They were walk-ons, so. So that's something to keep in mind. I think in terms of actual scholarships that have opened up the last few days, one, two, well, this is going back to the 27th. So when Caleb Fourier entered the portal, one, two, three, four, five, looks like seven. Okay. The rest have been walk-ons. That sounds right. Uh, Sean with the super chat says, keep an eye on Phil Lodeholt as CU offensive line coach. You remember that name, don't you? I don't. He played um, in the NFL for a while. Oh, yeah, I do. Played college football at Oklahoma. Played for the Minnesota Vikings from 2009 to 2015. Mm -hmm. Was a second-round pick. Yeah, I remember him as a Viking. Sean's always suggesting great former players to us. That was Sean who did that Like last Sean time, right? knows yeah. his stuff, man. Sean does know his stuff. And then Big TZ again. Says chat, show love to the funky dope producer, Miss A. Hell yeah. Give it up for Alyssa. Thumbs up in the chat for uh, producer Alyssa. Yeah. For keeping us on track yes. and uh, making us look good. Yeah, always. Great Thank work, you, Alyssa. Alyssa. 
Um, all right. Anything else? No. No. All right. I think that's everything. I'm going to go back to feeling like the Mr. Krabs meme, trying to <laughs> process all this information. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. We'll know a little more. Man, chat, Buff Nation, hang in there, y'all. I promise. Hang in there. Yes. Uh, this thing is like a pendulum, man. It's going to come back the other way. And it's just the nature of the transfer portal. You kind of just got to go through the bad news before you get the good news. Same with the coaching carousel. Coaches always got to leave for you to hire more coaches. It's just how it works. It's a great point. It's a great point. We'll be okay. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go. We all silly like the mayor. 